The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. Sarah, you're trying to find romance after kind of a messy divorce, an abusive divorce? Yes. Um, my name is Sarah. I'm 42 years old, and I'm still married, but I want to divorce and find a better partner. And I have two questions. I grew up in a very dysfunctional family with two very irrational and cold parents who weren't self-valuing and who didn't value me. And then my husband is the same kind of person. He's an abusive, and he's the type of man Susan Forward describes in Men Who Hate Women. And um, then I um, bought your book, and I've read it for the third time, and then I fully understood what was going on, how much I was influenced by all this altruist principles, you know, how, how I attracted a narcissist, and I would like to leave the past behind me and get over the shame of having lived with an abusive man, man for many years and be open to love, because before I married this man, and, and a very kind man asked me out, and I couldn't accept it. I was kind of self-sabotaging. And my second question, I've met a man I like, and he seems to feel very attracted to me. Um, he is a doctor in a hospital, but we go there only a few times a year where, because my daughter has a hip problem. Yeah. And when I see him, we always he holds my hand, and we flirt, and... Um, I don't. I'm very shy and insecure. I don't know how to how to start, how to how to date him, or what I can say. Is he single? I don't know very much about him. It's just okay, okay, because I don't want you to fall into the same trap again. Because sometimes yes. the chemistry can feel like it's there. And as I know, you said you read the book three times, which is amazing. Very impressed. Um, so let me go back to your first uh, two points first that I want to make in just hearing what you're going through. First, you want to you want to give yourself credit. You are doing something heroic, which is willing to look at your core ideas, your background, and rescue yourself. You are in the process, the early stages of rescuing yourself. And so be very good to yourself. Don't set expectations that you can't make another error you can't um you can't uh mess up again because yours was in yours getting into that relationship which you can see now was an error of knowledge you did not know what hit you you were feeling yes. not good coming out of your family of origin your parents were not good uh you know a very rocky and i don't know the details so you have the graphics to fit to fit in but if you grow up with what you're saying are two very irrational parents and it's very common that people try to find a partner to that reiterates that feeling. For one, they fail at home there. It's a horrible home, but they fail at home. It's familiar. Yeah. And the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know, but maybe there are angels out there, and I don't mean that religiously, obviously, uh, but maybe there are good people out there, and of course there are much better people out there. The second is your... Um, so, number one, give yourself credit. The second is you said you felt shame, and that's the point of an error of knowledge. I feel ashamed if I deliberately did something wrong to hurt somebody. That's So shame is uh, guilt in the face of other people. 
You know, you can privately feel guilty, but when you feel shame, it brings other people looking on at you and your wrongdoing. So I'm not, a, I don't drink, but let's say I was an alcoholic and I'm messing up my family and I feel shame when I'm around the family. I should feel shame. I've earned that. But for you to feel shame when you're the victim, that's like damning the victim. And I don't think that's fair. And so you want to, if you're rescuing yourself, Sarah, you want to figure out how to be your own best friend. That's the skill in cognitive therapy. How to be very supportive of yourself, to not say anything to yourself that you wouldn't say to a very dear friend who's who went through the same history as you and is uh, trying to rediscover themselves and then rediscover love or discover love for the first time so that would that's the those are some points there the next point is hey i gotta interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills 30 seconds that's it a very quick ad and then alan will be back romance i wish i knew more about what girls want from a relationship Boy, i wish i knew more about what i want where's that ad i saw Here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Huh. The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. Those are some points there. The next point is credit yourself because you're in change is a process. Meaning if I want to... Oh, if I want to change myself, if I want to learn Italian, just that desire to learn it and cracking open an Italian uh, book, a workbook, is, am I going to know it right away? And this is rhetorical, you know. No, it's a process. You know, I'm not going to wake up the next morning speaking Italian. Even if I listened to tapes all night long, I wouldn't have picked up anything because I would have been asleep. Uh, but you're, the first stage of change is raising your awareness of the problem, the pattern mm-hmm. in your life. And you're doing mm-hmm. that. The next stage is figuring out a specific plan. How do you learn to value yourself? How do you evaluate another person? And just because someone's flirting with you, it's lovely, it feels delicious, but you want to have your eyes opened. What knowledge do you have about this person? And you don't want to jump out of the fire and into the frying pan. I hope I got that one right. Uh, you, You want to... Um, enjoy the flirt flirtatiousness because you're getting some visibility. You know what I mean by visibility? Mm-hmm. Feeling yeah. cared for, cherished, feeling a little special. But you know, we don't know if you are the you are the person that this doctor just kind of admires and loves, or if he does this with every patient. You know, that's that sounds creepy to mm-hmm. me. But maybe you are very special to him. I don't know. But you want to rescue yourself first. So the fact that you've read the book three times, I want to bump that up. I don't think you're in the first stages of change. I think you're moving along because you have an action plan. Mm-hmm. You have a goal. You know what feeling cherished feels like from having read our book. Um, I'll just mm-hmm. name it The Selfish Path to Romance, How to Love with Passion and Reason. I wrote it with Dr. Ed Locke. Uh, and you want to change from being shy and insecure, and that happens over time too by b- gaining more courage. And you know, and I will tell you, I was a very shy kid. I mentioned seventh grade earlier uh, when 
earlier in this segment. I was a very shy kid. I'm not anymore. Changing yourself can be a delicious. It can be fun. It can be scary at times, and it can feel heroic at times. So you want to put yourself in the driver's seat and see do I like this man? Not does he like me, because that would be the old pattern, wouldn't it? Yes, I like him. Mm. And what is it I like about him? Name the specifics. Get more information. And keep your eyes open. Mm. There may be other people. Yes, I don't know how to get more information, because it's always a short moment. And then What about Googling? What about doing a background check on him? Uh, mm. You know, nowadays I've Googled uh, someone wanted to rent some property that we owned a while back, and I just Googled their name and found out quite a bit about them. And you mm. can do the same. You could ask questions. Yeah. But I wouldn't keep your mind just focused on him because you want to spread your yeah. net a little wider. Listen the best to you mm. in romance, and thank you so much for your call. Thanks for your help, Ellen. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. It's just that it's bugging me, this cool thing. But I mean, what is it? How do you get it? Who doesn't have it? And who decides who doesn't have it? What is the essence of cool? Not sure. But you need a thing. One thing nobody else has. What do I have? An exciting new obsession. I know I'm right about this. I'm on the track. Just need to find my thing. And that's from uh, Buffy, the show Buffy. And can you remember back any time in your childhood or your maybe, for me, it would be seventh grade or so, when you just felt gawky and awkward and you just felt like you didn't fit in? I know I look back at my seventh grade picture and I have everybody else looks normal. Now, of course, it's me looking at myself very critically. And I've got this dress that it was pleated. So when I sat down to have our photo taken, it went down to my ankle. So I look like a nun sitting there with this long dress and all the other kids in the class have, you know, regular knee length dresses or whatnot, the girls anyway. And, uh, And I just felt like I didn't fit in. I even remember thinking of myself as a wallflower. How do you turn that around. And one of the ways to turn that around is not to try to be cool, but to try to value your own life, to discover your own values, to find that one thing, not to become popular or to please other people, but to find that one thing that really uh, it drives you, motivates you in a way that's healthy. So it's your chosen value. So whether it's a career that you're passionate about, and you'll have things in different areas, careers and hobbies and a romantic relationship and good friendships. How do you make those flourish in your life? How do you choose the right friends? That's one of the many topics, or those are some of the many topics that we talk about on my show, The Rational Basis of Happiness. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, a clinical psychologist. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, The Serious Romance Guidebook by clinical psychologist Ellen Kenner and co-author Edwin Locke. Since you and your partner, despite differences, have values and ideas in common, there is often a natural assumption that your partner should be able to read your mind and thus always know what you are feeling, thinking, or wanting. Rather than expecting your partner to be a mind reader, communicate what is on your mind directly and assertively while avoiding an attack on your partner's character. Actively seek more information to better understand each other. Anytime you feel frustration or resentment, 
resentment toward your partner over an issue, don't let the feeling fester. Bring the issue up tactfully and discuss it. If you've had a lifetime fear of openly expressing your feelings, wants, and desires, consider professional help. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and buy it at amazon.com.